Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your day two recap for this week's Ryder Cup. We're going to go through every single matchup of the day, and joining me to break it all down, it's Greg Ducharme. Greg, welcome. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you too, Rick. Uh, I know yesterday we had a little conversation about how this could get close and how it could get interesting. There was some heat in the afternoon, and you know we had we saw some great emotion, which was classic Ryder Cup. But I think all in all, um, this thing's been decided. Yeah, we Jacob and I were talking before we went hot that in both sessions on Saturday, through like twelve or thirteen holes, you were you were formulating a path for Europe. You know, in the morning session, you're you're thinking, okay, if they get three here, then maybe they get another two and a half in the afternoon and close the gap, and things just kind of failed to uh, formulate in that way. And it is uh, a sizable lead now for the Americans heading into Sunday singles, officially eleven to five. And the the largest comeback ever, the one in Medina, was 10-6. Right. You know how, you know what that took, right? Kyle likes to talk about how everything had to go right for Europe to close that deal. Um, and today, it didn't go that way. So I look at this, I don't see the pathway. I don't see the players for Europe. I don't see enough of them who can close the deal. You're talking about three and a half points out of 12 for the U S to win the cup. Uh, and that could happen early tomorrow. Uh, it certainly could. You and I uh, sat here last night and tried to speculate what captain Padraig Harrington was going to do with his European team. And when we got off air and the dust settled and we got the pairings for this morning, Saturday morning, there was a notable absence. It was Rory McIlroy who failed to participate in the first session of his career, Greg. And I imagine, I imagine that that decision also comes from Rory McIlroy as well. I feel like Padraig Harrington has to get Rory McIlroy's blessing or Rory says, hey, you know what? Sit me down. Let me rest. Let's try something else before something like that actually happens. I, you don't know how that happens. I mean, Rory at the beginning of the week was a guy I thought could go one of the rare guys, one of two guys who could go 0-5. Because typically, if you lose that many matches, you're going to get sat. Um, but the way that Rory lost his first two, you know, in the first match with Poulter, he was out early on Friday. That was done in the first five holes. So right away, you're done. And then you get no life. And then in the afternoon... He's unable to get a uh, secure a point as well. And also it doesn't look great. So you wonder you're in a situation on Saturday morning and you need a point. And it's clear that Rory wasn't reliable. Rory wasn't your guy. The The hard thing is who is, is, is Matt Fitzpatrick and, and Lee Westwood, such a, for, uh, such a formidable pair. 
that you have to play them over Rory. I understand the first three. I actually like the first three. I, I like going out with uh, Ramon Garcia is the obvious one. Then you go Casey Hatton and you saw some good play out of them. So I, I totally understand that. I think that's a formidable second match and you have a good chance of getting blue on the board early. Hovland Weisberger was an interesting one. Um, and if, if Rory McIlroy was in the last group, I would, I, I could see that third game. Um, but I would like to see Rory with Hovland in that in that case, and maybe you do something else instead of West um, Westwood and, and Fitzpatrick, because Westwood and Fitzpatrick just they they just brought no energy, yeah. and they kept it close. I mean, it, it went seventeen holes, but it just wasn't just not enough. Yeah, let's talk through some of these. So here we go. Match number one out on Saturday morning. Brooks Kepka and Daniel Berger versus John Rahm and Sergio Garcia. This match had it all, Greg. First of all, the Americans go out and win each of the first three holes. They win four of the first five. Uh, then we get a little bit of a, a, a rules situation where Brooks Kepka is making threats at uh, officials. And then uh, John Rahm shows up and he, he asserts himself as the number one player. Sergio Garcia plays well uh, coming down the stretch. When the dust settles, it's a three and one victory for the Europeans. And that's maybe that's the hope, right? You get out, you get the first point of Saturday. You, it's now in theory, six, three, and maybe that's the hope. They The Europeans would not go on to win any other match or gain any other points in the first session, but Ram and Sergio continue to do their thing. The, the rules thing, first of all, was, uh, it was kind of bizarre. What was yeah. the, I couldn't see it was on hard camera to see on TV. Yes. What the issue was. And I mean, obviously it was it's a, a drainage. Um, I don't want to call it a ditch, a drainage area that they were seem to be concerned about. I could not see what they were pointing at on television. It, it, and it, clearly it's covered by grass, but they really felt strongly about it. Very had burger in there. And, and it seemed almost like they had, Sergio's support, who was just, you know, yes. eating his popcorn, watching, getting a, yeah. a few chuckles out of it. But Kepka and Berger were were relentless in that fight. So there must have been something. Look, I, I don't like the I, I don't get where Kepka's coming from with the root thing two weeks ago. I, I don't understand where he's coming from with that, because th it's a completely different situation. That's something that's underground. You don't get relief from a root. Um, it's so I, I don't know. I, I don't know the rules official and somebody on the air. I apologize. I forget who made the point. It, it, the rules officials don't care what happened two weeks ago. Right. They don't care if your wrist is hurt or not. It's what what are the facts in front of us? And they clearly felt one way, both of them. And uh, Berger and Kepka did not agree. But I, hey, Kepka had a great shot out of there, too. Yeah, he did. He ended up hitting a great shot. Everyone was very sure they were right. The rules official was very sure he was right. And Brooks and, uh, and and Daniel were very sure they were right. So it was kind of a weird situation. I don't think it would have mattered. I don't think it played into the outcome of this match at all. I mean, Sergio and Rom won. They won 8, 9, 12, 13, 16, and 17. During that stretch, the Americans only won a single hole. I, it, you know. I think the cream ended up rising to the top here. Yes, it did. Uh, they're clearly a buzzsaw of a team. Very wise to very, very wise to play them again in the afternoon uh, there. I mean, it's almost too obvious to, to miss, but Potter Carrington did it. And that team is formidable to say the least. And part of it is 
the iron shot Sergio Garcia hit, which is really the second priority here, was fantastic. It's so fun to watch that guy stripe it with his irons. And then watching John Rom putt is just special. He's just proving to, to be the number one player in the world and perform that way, perform like it uh, in the, under this kind of pressure when your team is literally on your back. It's pretty yeah. cool to watch. With the victory, Sergio Garcia becomes the winningest Ryder Cup player of all time. 24 career match victories. Match number two, Dustin Johnson, Colin Morikawa win 2-1 and one over Paul Casey and Terrell Hatton. We saw one really good shot from Paul Casey uh, where he hold out from 108 yards. That's really the most I've seen, the, 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 the best bright spot I've seen from Paul Casey all week. But this Dustin Johnson, Colin Morikawa team, has been phenomenal. Dustin Johnson um, has has four points. He's going to be the only player on the American side to play in all five sessions. This has just been potentially uh, the new great American Ryder Cup team here. We'll see how long it lasts for. I mean, um, DJ's the oldest. DJ so is 37, right? Yeah. DJ's had some interesting pairings throughout his career. I mean, he's been paired with Kucher and uh, and and Furyk way back, Spieth early on. He's had some really interesting groupings, and he hasn't really, aside from Kepka, had that bomber with him, where you would expect to put um, you know some of the longer hitters with Dustin Johnson, and all of a sudden it's a really scary team. He's gotten a lot of more accurate, more plotters as partners. Morikawa is the essence of that, but. Colin Morikawa has just been so impressive with the flat stick and he has had a way he, his calmness has sucked the energy out of his opponent and, and they never had a chance to really get it going. But the key to the match, this is the, this is a key for the entire U S team in this Ryder cup is the par five play. And again, Dustin yeah. Johnson and Morikawa win all, not just make bird. They win all three par fives. And that's huge. And on the second nine, when you have a little bit of a run coming out of out of Casey and Hatton when they need it, um, the the uh, well, I guess they they have. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong. I'm getting my scores look mixed up here. Fifteen is a par four. They won that hole. Sixteen, they did not win, but they did win the first two par fives on the on the first nine. But anyway, the par five scoring has been great for them. Yeah, it really has. Um, the the and and that's across the board for the Americans. I, I don't have the updated stat, but the Europeans have won like three total holes on the par fives or something like that. It's been absolutely wild stuff. Match number three: Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth get the job done, two up over Victor Hovland and Bernd Wiesberger. This was a great example of one alternate shot and two match play because there was a moment I think on. Ooh, I'm going to get the whole number wrong. It might have been 10. I'll look it up. Where uh, Victor and Burnt had a putt to basically go, you know, if they make that and the Americans miss, they go four up. It actually flips. They miss. The Americans make it. It goes, uh, now they're just two up. And then that was kind of the momentum swing. The, the U.S. side wins 14, 15, 16. They close it out, winning 18 as an exclamation point. And Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth put another win in their partnerships column. Seven wasn't was it seven, Rick? Where JT makes the par putt and he he starts fist pumping and get really getting everybody into it because they were three down. Yeah, JT made a putt at seven. Yes, yes, yes. I think that was right. And then all of a sudden they win nine and ten as well and and take control of the match. So JT, 
uh, is the emotional leader we talked about last night. And when you're three down and you make a par putt with the, that could just be for a half for all, you know, and you give that kind of energy, it sends a message and it's hard to play against that. It, it change it there. You know, all of a sudden when you're, when you're Victor Hovland and bird Viesberger, these guys aren't going away and we're in for a fight. And now all of a sudden, even though you're three up, you have a par putt that you have to make. You feel like you have to make it. And they didn't. And the rest is history. So it was nice to see JT and Jordan Spieth get one on the board. I think it was much needed for both of them. Uh, JT only had a half point, I believe. Um, yeah. he, right. He got a half last night. So he only had a half coming in. And if those two get shut out, you're feeling a little down for yourself. So it was it was really nice for them to get a, a point. Yeah, I was going to say, Justin Thomas um, has not played up to his lofty standards this week, but he has been throughout that emotional leader that you are talking about, and we and we know how important that is at a Ryder Cup, and to get one and a half points through the first two days uh, is certainly worth something. It's worth about one and a half points. Match right. number <laughs> match number four, uh, this one made no sense to me. It is very easy to play you know, Monday morning quarterback or Saturday afternoon quarterback. But when I saw this last night and saw that the Americans were obviously rolling out Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley, similar to what they did on Friday morning in the anchor match, that Padraig Harrington went with Lee Westwood and Matt Fitzpatrick, leaving Rory on the bench, Tommy Fleetwood on the bench, Shane Lowry on the bench, Ian Poulter on the bench for a pairing that I saw no life out of on Friday morning. Lee Westwood um, putted like me out there, Greg, which is mostly you don't sniff the hole for the majority of your putts. This this made no sense. And as expected, the Americans get it done. They win it two and one. The old guy and excuse that language, but it's just the easiest way to decipher the old guy that you play in that scenario is a guy who really brings the energy with the putter. So Poulter makes sense there because he is, uh, he can be a spark plug and he is a guy that could get a Matt Fitzpatrick going. And all of a sudden he says, okay, I get a, I feel like I get a chance. But when you have a guy who has the history of Lee Westwood with the, with the putter, and he's clearly not in great form and the rah, rah, typical Ryder cup that you have seen out of Lee Westwood isn't there. It's, it's clearly not there. It It's a mistake. I'm sorry. It's just, it's a mistake to play this group because it's hard to find the life. You put a, you, you put one of those guys you mentioned who's on the bench, Shane Lowry, who's clearly fired up and ready to go. I know you want him for the afternoon. And I know you have a plan going in, but there's a time when you have lost the first two sessions, three, one, where you got to throw out your, you got to throw the kitchen sink at him and hope you can hang on in the afternoon. Cause otherwise what, what else do you have? You can't save it for singles. You can't say, you can't save things when you're down six, two. And I felt like this, this match um, was a little bit of, of Podrick saving guys for the, for the afternoon, which I think, I think has turned out to be a mistake. Three to one, three to one, three to one. That's how the first three sessions went at this year's Ryder Cup. That means it was nine to three after Saturday morning's session. And Greg, we, you know, we saw the pairings come out and you're thinking, well, uh, let's start doing the math. The The Euros probably need all four in the afternoon, right? I mean, that's. That's it. Maybe three and a half, maybe three. You try to pull a miracle, but you probably need all four going into that afternoon session. Three and a half would have gotten you within 
uh, shouting distance. Um, again, the idea here was win the day and you lose the first, you lose the morning. And again, that's the thing about the, that's the thing about Fitzpatrick and Westwood. Are those the guys that you really need in there to go win the day? You know, you're going to have tough matches. You're not going to have an easy matchup. So where are you going to win the day? You got to throw what you, you got to throw your hottest guys out there. Even if they're not hot, you got to throw the guys that you feel like can give you the the energy spark that you really need. Um, anyway, coming into the afternoon, you're right, Rick. You need you need all four, and the pairings that they gave us were good. These are strong pairs, Hatton and Lowry. Those that's a great leadoff pair. You know how much it means to Shane Lowry. He's played well. He didn't get the job done yesterday, but he he played really well. Um, and, and then you have Tyrrell Hatton in there who also played great yesterday and also not bad this morning. So I, I like the, I, I like the Hatton, um, I, I like the Hatton start and I like that being the first group cause that can really give you some, and then you back that up with Sergio and Rom and you're in, you're in really good shape. We will go through these uh, match by match. We will talk through uh, a preview of Sunday singles. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four, our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. 
How confident were the Americans leading into this afternoon four ball, Greg? Well, winning nine to three, Justin Thomas and Daniel Berger uh, were shotgunning beers off the first tee. That that's how confident you you know it's a big lead, and you're feeling yourself, and you're loving me some me when JT is throwing them back and spiking them off the first tee. Yeah, I I don't. I'm not sure how I how I feel about this. It's not my favorite look. It kind of said it, it's just asking for you know, bulletin board material, right? <laughs> they think this is over and this go, you lose Oh four. And that's a really bad look. Now the, the afternoon goes quite well for you. You come away with two points and you're happy. And so it's, it's all in good fun. It's, it, it's looked at as confidence, but it, it's definitely a risky play. And I know I get it. They're done for the day. I, I and they've played some great golf. And uh, so I get it. It's just not, not my favorite thing. I, I wouldn't want that if I'm captain. Let's go through these matches. We'll start with the one that you mentioned because I think this is interesting. I want to go here first. Shane Lowry and Terrell Hatton get the job done. One up over Tony Finau and Harris English. This went the distance. This went to uh, the final hole. But let's talk about the front nine first because Shane Lowry was awesome for the Europeans and Terrell Hatton was all over the map. In fact, he didn't even record a score on most holes when he did. It was fives and fours. It was Shane Lowry that really kept the European side afloat through the first nine. And then we started to see a better version of Terrell Hatton coming down the stretch, but that was a true team effort for them to scratch out this one full point. What do you make Four? He made four birdies in the first six holes. Uh, he started birdie, birdie, birdie. Yeah, one, two, three. And then birdied six. And then birdied six. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he did. It's phenomenal. <laughs> but man, what a, I mean, you're up, you're really up against it when you make birdie at the first three holes and you're one up. And that's a, yes. that's, it's like yes. a, what, what can we do? And now you know you're in it with Fino and English. These guys are really, really good. You know that. And they're, and you know how steady they are. Um, it wasn't Harris English's best day. I think the wind was really tough for him. It looked like he had a hard time on the greens putting in the wind and and he had a hard time with his speed control. Um, but for, for Shane Lowry, he didn't, he was all over it. He loved those conditions and he was a, he was a, a, a leader out there. He was a spark plug. He was great. It was great to watch other than the fact that it's my best bet has taken a real big hit uh, w- with that Shane Lowry win. But I mean, Talk about the the finish to this match. This is like the the best finish of the week, I think. Easily. So they get to 18. Shane Lowry pulls his drive into a bunker. He can't go at the green. He has to play out to the fairway. And then that's that's the strategy, Greg. That's like saying, okay, let's not do anything stupid. What what can I do to try to make a par here and play a little bit of defense for my partner? And he plays out to the fairway. He stuffs one close. He gives us the be the right number call. So he's got like seven or eight feet uh, for par. And then he does kind of play defense for his partner because Hatton flies the green on his approach. Can't really get it onto the green from the bunker. And then Lowry rolls in the putt for the full point. It was it was strategic in 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 laying up. It was well executed. It was all around great match play strategy and execution for them. You're one up, and you have a partner who's in in uh, he he had already missed the green, right? He missed the green to the left already. So you got a guy, and now consider you only need a half, and it's a really challenging hole, and it's a very unlikely birdie from the Americans. So you need to have the hole. So you got to make four. 
And you have one guy who's a really good bunker player who has hit some ridiculous short shots. Some of the shots Hatton has hit this week with the spin has been ridiculous, like 30 yard shots spinning back, zipping back, nearly going in. It's been cool. But but you feel like once you knock it on the green and you have a par putt, it's a two on one fast break and and you're going to you're going to have the hole. You just need either Hatton to get up and down from the bunker or Lowry to make a putt. And and he left himself a putt that wasn't that difficult, but he poured it right in the center. And the reaction was really cool because it gave you the sense that the Ryder Cup wasn't over uh, and, and you felt how much it means to the uh, to the European team. And so it was one of the highlights of the week for me. Again, crushing my best bet with Rory McIlroy winning more points than Shane Lowry, um, which is still oh, yeah. mind boggling to me. That's mind boggling. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, over for Rory, different Let's, issue. We're gonna really cool that. moment yeah. for Shane Lowry. Really cool moment for Shane Lowry, indeed. John Rahm and Sergio Garcia in a hard-fought battle against Brooks Kepka and Jordan Spieth get the job done again, two and one. So the first uh, two legs out for the Europeans, they they both get the full point. How good is John Rahm? I mean, when you need John Rahm to make a putt, Greg. He just pours it in the heart. He is so good not to take anything away from Sergio Garcia, but John Rahm is by far the best player on planet earth. Yes. Again, I go back to watching Sergio hit some of these iron shots is the one on nine was so good uh, to a a tucked hole. location. It was just so good. So I, I love watching Sergio swing. I love watching him play, but watching Rahm on the greens, when you need your, horse to come up and give you energy he does and it fires him up and Sergio just shakes his head how many putts of length has he made and the other thing is he's been struggling with that coming into this event um in the playoffs he had at least two rounds I can think of where he didn't make a putt over five feet over five feet and now all of a sudden he's Steph Curry out there making it rain from half court and he and he does it regularly to have that kind of consistency uh, in your long putting when you need it is, is unreal. And the one at 15, the birdie putt he made at 15 was just, it was sick. It was, it was insane. They should have lost that hole. They should have lost that hole. He's a freak. Match number three. Uh, this was a good one too. Scotty Scheffler and Bryson DeChambeau win three and one over Tommy Fleetwood and Victor Hovland. And it was punctuated by the Americans winning 14, 15, 16, 17. We saw Scotty Scheffler make a a, a putt uh, that won a hole, and you get the full-on chest bump with Bryson DeChambeau in the air, which I I encourage you, Scotty, be be careful, take it easy, don't get get yourself hurt out there. But this was... this is a really interesting team, right? We didn't know what Bryson was going to kind of be in this format. Scotty Scheffler as a, a rookie. We didn't really know what he was going to be. This was very a, a very impressive run to kind of stop any potential momentum that the European team was uh, was was gaining with the wi- the two wins out of the gate. You didn't know coming into the Ryder Cup who Bryson was going to get paired with. And he was a, a wild card in that essence. And Scotty Scheffler being a rookie and not having a clear pathway, so to speak, was also a little bit of a wild card. And they paired together. They went with the the Dallas National Connection, and it seems to really work. And I think it's a great format for him. It's a great format for a, a rookie to get his feet wet 
and it's a great format for Bryson as well. And it allows these guys to freewheel and play off of each other, which they did. But this is a cool match because so many holes were won. Yeah. You, had, you had a lot of uh, a lot of putts to win holes and a lot of putts made to win holes. And you didn't know what was going to happen. And to see the Americans step up down the stretch, that's something we haven't seen a lot of in, in the past, in, in the last decade, uh, real, at least since 2016, when matches have been tight, the putts that have dropped have been more like what we've seen out of John Rob. It's been the Europeans making the putts, stealing halves, stealing points, and and we're left clamoring. And and in this one, you see a rookie and Scotty Scheffler pouring it in on 15. That putt was so good and so well needed. And you see the the big reaction and the chest bump that you mentioned and all that. And th- these are the mem- that's the kind of memory that will linger with the Americans going forward. And it'll help them in future Ryder Cups as you have this young blood getting a positive first experience. It's it's great to see. They feel like they can do it. And uh, and and that's a, a big change for them. Match four, Dustin Johnson and Colin Morikawa dismantle Rory McIlroy and Ian Poulter four and three. We already talked about the DJ Colin Morikawa side. Very impressive. Dustin Johnson has four points. Uh Colin Morikawa has three in his first Ryder Cup. The story here is Rory McIlroy. Uh, Rory McIlroy not only went 0-3, not only got benched, uh, in groups that he was in, won a total of four holes, and he did not see the 16th tee, Greg. This this was not um, just kind of like things didn't shake out for Rory. Um, he, He got... He got beat badly in three matches. I know it's not just him, but that is that is what the story will be when we look back at this Ryder Cup for Rory. He did not make a birdie today. You get benched. That that's one tactic to light a spark. If you're Padre Carrington, like you were saying earlier, he must have had Rory's blessing. The hope as a coach is you never get a player's blessing to bench him. But when you do bench him, it lights a spark. I remember growing up playing ice hockey. I remember getting benched for the very first time because I was throwing the puck away without looking. And, and when I got benched, it really changed my mindset and it worked. And I was so conscious of it for the rest of my uh, illustrious career. Uh, I say that jokingly, (laughs) but, but it changed things for me because now all of a sudden I'm, I'm on the bench because of a, a mistake that I made. And now I know I can't make it again. I can't do it again. And so for Rory, you get benched as Rory McIlroy on Saturday morning. And you got to, that's got to let a spark. I got to go crazy here. I got to, I got to do something for my team because I've let my team down. If, if my team is benching me, I've let them down. And you don't make a single birdie in this format. It, it's not, I, I get alternate shot. I get struggles and alternate shot. It can go both ways. And one guy can pull the team down, but not in this format. And you got Ian Poulter making a putt at the first, the very first hole. Yeah. DJ sucks the energy out of him. Right. But, but you're Ian Poulter's trying his best on a course that doesn't fit him very well. And and you're letting him carry it. It was disappointing for Rory, really disappointing to not make a birdie. It's one thing to lose. It's one thing to get beat, but there wasn't much fight out, out of Rory today. 11 to five. That's where we stand heading into Sunday singles. Uh, Via Justin Ray, there's been four teams since 1979 to trail 
entering singles and still win the Ryder Cup. 1993, the U.S. was one back. 1995, Europe was two back. 1999, U.S., four back. 2012, Europe, four back. Uh, needless to say, I'm no mathematician, but this looks like six back to me, Greg. And when you start to do the math, it's only three and a half points that the United States team needs. It is nine that Europe needs. And especially with the way we have seen Roy McElroy play this week, and we don't have the matchups yet. They're, they're not available yet. There's a chance the Americans are favored in 11 matches. Uh, almost certainly 10, maybe 11, depending on who Sergio gets. John Rahm might be the only favorite for the Europeans. It's hard to find the pathway. It, it, <laughs> it, there's uh, seemingly no hope, right? You, you just start chipping away at halves. And, and the other thing is you've had to lean so heavily on John Rahm. He's winded. And we've seen great players before. Think about Tommy Fleetwood in 2018 was on fire. I know he had Molinari with him too, but he's 4-0 and and just gets smacked in singles because he's gassed, just absolutely gassed. And, and you go play four intense matches where you're holding all these putts to win holes. And, and that takes it. There's a stress in that. There's a stress in having your back against the wall. And in, in match play, especially in a Ryder Cup, your back's against the wall all the time. Whether you're winning or losing, you know that momentum shift is right around the corner. So every shot has just that much more focus and energy required and it's exhausting. And the golf course is a tiring walk. And so now your stars are not only outmatched, but winded and you need everybody to win. It's, it's a, a long way up right now. And this could be over by two in the afternoon. I was going to say, this could be over very quickly. Um, we could get back to watching football very, very quickly on, on Sunday just because of the way. I mean, you know, you know, it's like Rom's going out first, right? It's going to be, if, I guess, the I guess the one question is uh, the only kind of interesting conversation so far is who do the Americans put out first? Dustin Johnson, who's got you four points. Do you stick with uh, the guy who coming into the week was most likely to go out on Sunday first, which was Justin Thomas? Like what, what it probably doesn't matter, but for the sake of conversation, what's, what's Steve Stricker's play to try to just put the foot on the, on the throat here? Well, you have options again. First <laughs> of all, you you have so much depth. Um, you don't want to give them too much momentum. So you don't completely backload it. For instance, when you're trailing in a Ryder Cup, you front load in singles to try to get your flags on the board early and often. And it gives, it inspires the guys who may be outmatched behind. And they start to believe. So you don't want to give them that belief. But at the same time, you don't have to put Justin Thomas out there against John Rahm. You, you could put Scotty Scheffler out there first and give him that flavor, give him that test. It's not that you're giving away a match because he's he's the 21st ranked player in the world. You're not you're not giving away the match, but you're taking your Dustin Johnsons, your Justin Thomases, your real stars, and you're putting them in a more favorable match. If if I only need three and a half points, I don't need to beat John Rom. I don't need to go out there and throw my heavyweight against John Rom. Um, it 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 can work against you. So you can, in a way, concede that point to Rom, and then you start putting your heavy hitters in there right behind, and you apply pressure early and often, and 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 you seal the deal in matches 
three through six. You seal it. You, and so you that's mean, what I would do. You, me, and Jacob could probably play for the Americans tomorrow and still that we could still win the Ryder Cup. I'm thinking, right? Put me against Rom. That's what I, would, I mean. I'm fresh, and yeah, I'll take that I out. Played once this week, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I played less this summer than John Rom has played this Ryder Cup. I'm ready to go. My legs are fresh. All right. Well, however it ends up shaking out on Sunday, we will be back uh, to break it all down. It is appearing like it is going to be uh, a coronation for the United States, but. In the words of Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. So we will be here on Sunday evening. Uh, for now, let me thank producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, it's Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.